Let's plug in because it's time for the Music is Win podcast. Wind Podcast. My name is Tyler, and I'm glad you're here because I have a really special guest that I'm going to present to you. Not the first time this guy's been on my uh, my platform. I guess you can call Music Is Win a platform. That's the the hip business term for a social media channel. I'm going to warn you right off the bat. Normally, the Music Is Win podcast and my content in general is wholesome and good, and you know family-friendly? Well, this is not one of those times, so as the kids say, this is NSFW, not safe for work. So if you uh, like to listen to the Music is Wind podcast on iTunes, for example, and you play it in your car while you're driving, and your little baby girl or boy is in the back just playing with their little Fisher-Price toy, and they're just expecting some subtle, soothing sounds that tend to come out of this podcast. Well, that's not going to be the case. However, this is an extremely fun episode. My guest is Glenn Fricker of Spectre Sound Studios, and he is on YouTube. You can find his links down in the show notes. He also has an awesome course that teaches you how to produce and engineer progressive metal. That is his newest offering that he's working on, so you can find the links to that down below. Glenn is an outstanding producer and engineer, and you'll actually find that I say producer a lot in this episode. I kind of mean engineer. I kind of interchange producer and engineer, but obviously those are two very different roles. Glenn can do both of them. I would say he's more of an engineer than a producer, but as an owner of a music studio, the man can do both with ease. So definitely keep that in mind. And again, this episode goes through some sort of war stories, as I've dubbed them, just behavior that Glenn's seen in the studio. And Glenn also talks about what he thinks it takes to be a great musician in a studio and sort of how being in a studio can reveal your true colors as a player. I know that truth all too well. Obviously, his fun antics will shine through, and we just had a great chat. It was in Germany when we were at TGU, and this isn't the longest episode. We didn't have a ton of time, but I still think it's a valuable and entertaining conversation to boot. So without further ado, let's jump right into a very explicit hangout with Glenn Fricker. <laughs> Are we good? All right. Okay, hey, quiet on set, please. We're recording and we can't close the door all the way. Close the door. Again. Oh, we good. Thank you. That's as good as it'll go. Oh. Yeah, okay, let's try that one more time. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just do a sync point here and. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. Hey, guys, here with my buddy Glenn, and we we're at Toman Gearhead University. And we're going to talk a little bit of war stories in the production studio because Glenn's an awesome producer and he actually has a course that you can check out down below on prog metal if you're looking to produce awesome sounds in that genre. Yep, it's uh, it's about three hours of video lessons where there's multi-tracks and um, it, I take you through the whole thing, how I track the drums, how I edit them, mix them, all that, guitars. A world that I am 
not quite familiar with. I'm. I like to be the guy who's produced. Yeah. Okay. So we would work very well together. Yeah. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. I teach you how to do it without using samples too, which is cool. Nice. So actually playing instruments. Yes. Imagine that. Do you think that's important to do, as a musician? Absolutely. Especially in metal, because nobody's doing it anymore. Everybody's letting the computer fix it for them. Yeah. That's really pushing the envelope there, guys. Keep it. Keep it up. So what are what are some what's the first thing that pops into your head when I say what's the weirdest thing that's happened in the recording studio? Weirdest thing. Ooh. Not necessarily the coolest, the weirdest. What is the weirdest thing? I don't know if I've had anything really truly weird happen in the studio to be honest with you. Most of it's, you know, more frustrating than weird. Any yeah. apparitions? Like you hear things because you've been staring at a screen for like 15 hours? Yeah, no, but I do, I do remember one time um, early on in, in my career, we were working on a hip-hop song, actually. And okay. uh, we recorded uh, this, the, one of the rapper's daughters saying, Where's Daddy? And we were... We were ch- six hours later or something like that, we're working on this mix, and I left that track cranked all the way. And I, we, we were just cranking up the song, you know, fucking boom, boom, you know, I'm just like, and then all of a sudden top fucking volume, this, where's daddy came out and we hadn't heard it. It just knocked me out of my fucking chair. Seriously, oh. I'm just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that would be very disturbing. Yes. And, it, and it's still, you know, that happened in like 99 or something like that. It's still etched in my still, brain. It's still like it's one, of those, one of those ones you don't forget. Yeah. So, so what is the, uh, what's the coolest thing that's ever Gone down in a studio you've been producing in. Um, couple have, definitely had a couple of cool things. You know, every now and then everything just clicks. Yeah, and everything works. I remember uh, working with Mr. Brandon White, who uh, was guitar player for Oni. And this was the band before him, and his group Assassinate the Falling. And I remember he was doing rhythm tracks, and, he, and they're they're a tech tech metal band. And I remember him nailing the rhythm track in one take flat. Like that never happens. Like ever, not in technical metal. It just it just doesn't happen. Punchins are just part of the part of the game. It can be a little tedious at times. I was just like, holy crap, man, one take. You know, could we get it? Could we you know punch it and get it a little tighter? Maybe, but that was inspired performance. I'm not gonna fuck with that. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. so that that was really awesome. Um, you know, just seeing you know singers come in and just nail their parts and just like do this really inspired stuff. That's really cool. You know, or you know. Even when it comes to, say, recording live drums and we get a really cool snare sound or a really cool drum sound, I'm like, it's a little victory. You know? It's like, like a I'm total like, nerd out session. Like, I, get, yes. I get totally stoked. And, you know, and because of that, I've had a lot of drummers come back and say, tell their band, I don't care. We're tracking our fucking drums at Glenn's. That kind of <laughs> stuff. Because they get really obsessive about drum sounds and stuff. So. so that's a good question, actually. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say. What is your take on punch-ins so where where do you draw the line oh that? here because, we go because i record stuff and i do punches for videos that, but i have this sort of underlying integrity to the music that it's like first of all it doesn't feel right if you punch in a note or yeah. like a chord or something yeah exactly like, do it again it's going to make you a better musician but where right. do you kind of draw the line um i'll do punch-ins sure i mean like but if somebody's asking me to punch in every single note come on go home and practice <laughs> what, what, yeah yeah there, there, there's a name for that it's called gent oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's shots fired i know but the truth hurts doesn't it <laughs> yeah, sometimes but what do you think about using that as an effect so sure oh yeah like absolutely as an effect sure that that's one thing but as you know like as a crutch come on mm-hmm. so what is uh what's something that 
people like me who aren't producers would be interested to know about producing that's like a maybe a trick of the trade that that can, I can apply as a, a beginning producer. Okay, well, well, I'd say more from an engineering standpoint than producer. Right, like, right. That's produ- a producer like kind of like tries to get the performance out of the musician, that kind of thing. Um, there, there are little psychological tricks, like when it comes to doing vocals. One of my favorite stories ever was you know when uh, Martin Birch was producing vocals for Number of the Beast. Mm-hmm. For, for Iron Maiden, and that's, um, you know, they were getting, working on the whole I Left Alone and My Mind Was Blank passage for, I don't know, about six hours. And, oh. you know, it's like, Bruce is like, come on, can't I just do the scream? Can't I just do the scream? No, Bruce, you got to get this part right. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And Bruce is like losing his mind, throwing chairs across the studio. Nope, still not right. Keep going, keep going. And then finally, hours and hours and hours go by, and finally, Okay, Bruce, that was pretty good. Now you can do the scream. And it's literally one of the greatest screams ever. So if they had auto-tuned that or like, oh, you know, that, that's okay, we'll fix it later, it would have never had the same impact. And that's where we lose the art because... You need to be able to push a musician to the breaking point. I've had that. Um, here, oh, here's a neat little little production trip, tip, tip. Yeah. Especially if you're recording a band off the floor. What does that mean? Like, if if the band is like playing the whole as a unit on the floor at right, the studio, gotcha. you know, if you got your drummer, your guitar player, singer, all going at the same time. Yep. I did this um, a couple months ago up in Toronto. I was working with a band. We we're working on another lesson, and we did one song kind of like by the numbers, you know, where we, you know. You know, did, did all the standard production stuff. And the second song is like, the engineer, he was kind of there. He's like, okay, uh, what's the tempo? And I'm like, there's not. <laughs> what? No, 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 there's no tempo. I'm, we're going we're gonna to just turn off the metronome and go for it. And the guy's like, really? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So what went up was originally a metal song and became very punk. Ah. You know, because, the, you know, there's a little bit of a shift sure. in, in the uh, thing. But there's some immediacy there. And, and, you know, the band's playing off each other, and there's definitely a vibe, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you can just kind of feel that. And that's something we don't get very much anymore is because everybody records to a metronome. Mm-hmm. Nobody's turning that off. And I find if you just turn the metronome off every once in a while, you can really get some energy going. So that would probably be mostly used in, like you said, off the floor as yeah. opposed to... Well, I, we, actually, I've done a, some of my earlier sessions... Uh, where basically the drummer and the guitar player will, will, will like play together, like just two guys, and kind of map out the song, and everybody else will do the rest of their parts. You can still do that, do it that way as well. I got away from that, you know, that whole Andy Sneap foreign influence. They're like, no, 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 you got to do it to a metronome. You got to do it to a metronome. These days, I'm kind of like, everybody's doing it to a metronome. Maybe we should just turn that off and play rock and roll again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would you say is something you believe about producing and engineering that other producers and engineers would think is crazy. Auto-tune is the worst fucking thing to ever happen in music. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I, oh, believe me, it's like, and somebody's like, well, t- try telling that to Warren Hebert. I'm like, I do every chance I get. Hey, Warren, turn off your fucking auto-tune, buddy. <laughs> I love you, man, but come on. There's a link to a video that Glenn made uh, at the end of this video, and you should you should click on that yeah. and see what everybody else thinks about yeah. auto-tune. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, sample replacement, all that stuff. Yeah, it's just like, come on, turn that shit off. Let's hear the bands. What do you think you would put on a billboard uh, that every musician would have to drive past every day? 
Oh God, that, that's, that's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe rule number two, but. Uh... <laughs> and, and define rule number two. Rule number two is your bass player is a useless cunt. Rule number one was learn your fucking material. It's all in the how to get your band ready for the studio video. And final question for you. How do I play music in three words or less? Practice very hard. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. Glenn Fricker. One of the coolest guys I know. And metal as beep. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it clean on my channel. I'll swear on other people's channels, but you know I have a reputation to uphold, and I'm not as metal as Glenn, so uh, I'm just gonna keep it to my normal 12 year old boy demeanor. So that is another episode of the Music Is Win podcast in the books. Please subscribe on iTunes if you like to listen to podcasts and give a nice five star review. That would really help me out. And newsflash: if you leave a review in iTunes. I think there's something coming up that could be beneficial for those of you leaving reviews on the podcast in iTunes. So bear that in mind. We have an awesome episode next week, so be sure to stay tuned for that show. Comes out on Tuesday every week, and I appreciate your support and feedback. It's really been nice getting to start this show up again in a little bit different format. I think you're really going to enjoy next week's show. Well, I'll see you guys later, but until then, keep shredding. <laughs>